Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. I couldn't ever cook blind. I can barely cook sighted. This is why the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny born in 1974. Morning Jen. Uh, Morning. I've already gotten blood work done, went to the Apple store, I was at Chelsea Market which was oddly empty and then I realized oh it just opened because I'm never at places when they just open. Yeah. I got up this morning, 7 o'clock, did my laundry, vacuumed the living room. I was just full of energy today. I don't know what was going on. No, I wouldn't say I was full of energy. I just had to get some shit done. All right, Jenny, breaking news. Oh. The dude who appointed himself the king of Jeopardy has stepped down. I heard. (laughs) Thank God. When are they going to get, you know who I want in there, LeVar Burton. Jordy LaForge. Yeah. Come on. Where is he? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I think Blossom should get it, but I think she's she great. can't do it, though, because she's still an actor. She has a real acting career. Yeah, like, so I think, because I think a no-brainer move would be to just give it to her, but they're not doing yeah. that, so there must be a reason. Well, like, she, she must be busy. Yeah, if she still wants to do, like, real acting. Like, but I, I feel like she needs to come out and say that, because people are just assuming they're not giving it to her. Well, we don't know. We don't man. know. Well, we don't... That could be true. We don't we know. We don't know. Could I mean, true. after what this guy fucking did, appointing himself, that was so bad. That Such was a bad so move. crazy. So crazy. All right, Jen, real quick. Uh, today we have two new patrons at Hero Yay. Mode. So there's Shelly R. and Marion C. So welcome to Patreon, guys. Again, uh, we have two levels in Patreon. $5 for Ride or Die, $8 for Hero Mode. Get you some bonus content. And we have some good stuff coming up. We're doing Love Boat. Chef's oh my God. Kiss. It's hilarious. It is the greatest show. What is with that Chef's Kiss thing? It's so annoying. I don't know. It's oh a thing. God. It's almost as annoying as my Marie folds like a Marie Kondo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. Yeah, I don't know either. Okay. Um, Love Boat is so great, though. I mean, it's some swanky, Good. horny couples total I, i'm shocked at what a horn dog show that is looking back on. i mean we were watching this as kids with our grandmother 
Okay. Yeah, and I think Stube, Stube has been pretty clean so far, but I think he gets into it. I know there's an episode where he's macking on Mary. Mary? From Little House when she's what? on there. Yes. Okay. Yes. We have All talked right. about this. Also, I hope everyone was happy with my pro tip, Gen X, this is why pro tip, how to survive being buried alive in a coffin. How bored were you? <laughs> the best is, as I'm reading it, I'm just growing more and more anxious. And some of the memes were saying the same thing, like, just reading this. And I'm like, should I put a trigger warning on Yeah, this? probably. <laughs> what was that movie where someone was buried Ryan alive? Ryan Reynolds. And it's called, like, and they Buried found, like, Alive? Or? No, they found scratches on the inside of the coffin. It's a horror movie. Oh, no, I'm talking about the movie where Ryan Reynolds was buried alive. Oh. And the like whole a, like movie is in disaster. the coffin with him. Oh, he's in the... Oh, yes, God. No, yes. I'm not watching that. Can't I'm never watch watching it. That. Nope. And he makes all the mistakes. He lights a match. He's Why? screaming. It's going to burn up all your oxygen. <laughs> well, here's what I said. I'm going to need to have that handout with me. How do you have a match with you? Who has a match with them? Raise your hand if you have a match with you right now. I don't know. I don't think anybody does. Not a lighter, a match. But I'm just thinking to myself, like, if I'm stuck in a coffin, I'm not going to remember all of these steps. No, you better memorize it. You better work on that. Today I was talking to my mother-in-law, and she said my brother-in-law got stung by 20 bees over the weekend. And I said, did he roll around in the grass? And she's like, that's what you do when you're on fire. Yeah, that's a like, fire I don't thing. know what to do in situations. Don't do that with bees. I feel like that's the wrong thing to do with bees. Water. So it I, seems like you should douse yourself with water. No, that's wrong too. So I feel okay. like if you're being attacked by bees, the first thing would be to run away. Yeah, like run but as far as you can. I don't know if I can outrun a bee. I mean, I feel like over distance, like after a mile, the bee's going to get tired, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> God, those are forget evil motherfucker. Forget it. I don't but my whole this. point was if you cannot outrun the bee, Lay on the ground and squish them. Oh, God, this sounds You got like 180 idea. pounds rolling over a bee. They're going to be yeah, squished. But, but what if there's a whole bunch of bees? Just keep rolling. <laughs> in, rolling in the rolling, bees. Rolling. They're just rolling around <laughs> in the bees. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a terrible plan. Yeah. I, did, I did say, though, I would absolutely rip all my clothes off. So I would okay. be naked rolling around <laughs> oh, in the field. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I hope this never happens. I hope for everyone's sake this never happens. Because this will be humiliating for everyone involved. <laughs> All right, Jenny. So today we are covering Little House on the Prairie, Season 5, Episode 18, The Sound of Children. Jenny's favorite episode title. Oh, God. And the her favorite sound. Reads, the description reads, Adam and Mary are expecting their first child. Mary, who knows that Adam has a strained relationship with his father, secretly writes a letter to the man. Thomas Kendall arrives in Walnut Grove for a visit and desires, desires to be closer to his son and grandchild. Meanwhile, Albert Ingalls is smitten with Miss Bennett, a beautiful young woman who is substituting for Mrs. Garvey at school. Okay. First of all, Timmy and I thought that Miss Bennett was Julie Andrews. From Sound of Music, it, and we thought... Is it? No. No, it's not, but th- we thought her. that's why it was titled that, The Sound oh, of Children. Oh, because they try to do that. Yeah. Well, I think it's The Sound of Children because they're blind, but they can hear children. Yes, I agree. All right, Jen, we open on the children playing before school. <laughs> I was laughing because I was saying to Timmy, here's how I summarize things, but this is really not how it happens. I said... Some chick is all over Albert. Her name is Holly, and he tells her to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) But you guys get what I mean. 
He's not interested. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. Laura yeah. starts ringing the bell and tells Albert just because the Garveys went back east for a month doesn't mean they can all run around like loose chickens. So Laura has pulled a Mary. She has filled the Mary role. Yes. The new teacher isn't here yet, and they need to be ready for when she is. They need to start off on the right foot. And we get a classic one-liner from Comic Willie, who says... Comic Gold. It doesn't matter what foot I start out on. I always end up standing in the corner on both feet. <laughs> He's brilliant. Inside, Laura takes over like a boss. She's, like, directing people. You sit here. You do this. You do this. And all of a sudden, Miss Elliot walks in. No, her name's not Miss Elliot. It's Miss Bennett. Why do I have Miss Elliot? In the description, it says Miss Bennett. I think it's Miss Elliot. Oh, Pause. I have Miss Elliot, too. No, I have Miss Elliot, too. They <gasps> fucked up the description. Oh, boy. Okay. They <laughs> nice. also fucked up um, Albert's, or Adam's father's name. It's, it's yeah, Kyle. Thomas. Okay. Yeah, okay. this is awful. Okay. All so right. ignore that description, everyone. Okay, guys. So the new teacher is Miss Elliot, and she's beautiful, and Albert is kind of stunned by her beauty, and he acts the fool. No, Albert is hot for teacher. Oh, he is hot for teacher, Van Halen style. <laughs> He's hot for teacher. Oh my god, <laughs> talk about an inappropriate video. Talk about an inappropriate video. <laughs> Again, watching it as children. Yes. Oh, speaking of videos, let me just say this. Guys, Jenny and I will be covering some 80s videos in the form of rock blocks, but we had to push it off to the fall because we have some other stuff coming up for we you We just guys. can't get our shit together. We either. can't get it together. So we're pushing it back, pushing it back, but it will exist. It will happen. It'll be coming for you. Okay, Jenny, I said Nellie looks 18 here, but she's 17. She really looks mature. Her and Laura both. Yeah, like, like I don't know why up. Mary is not in school and they are. I know, because Mary and Nellie are the same age. Like, yes. that has been established. Yes. Okay, now we have Carolyn and Mary at Doc Baker's. And Mary is pregnant. Oh, my God. Well, it's funny how they did that scene, because they're like, are you, sh Carolyn, they're showing Carolyn. She's like, are you sure? And the doc's like, you always say that. I'm like, is Carolyn pregnant again? Jesus Christ. Oh, but man. we find I out mean, it's Mary. Can't blame her. <laughs> but, yeah, she might be. It might be. Carolyn is beside herself. Carolyn is so excited. She runs over to the mills and Charles is so adorable and so happy. And he picks her up and he swirls her around. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cute. Now we see Mary and Adam and she's making a romantic dinner and they're interrupted by some pain in the ass kid who's trying to get Hester Sue out of a bathroom. That's not the same kid, right? Yes. It's the, it's the questioning kid. I don't think it's the questioning kid. But no, it's, it's the not. same kid throughout the whole episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a new questioning kid. It's a new questioning blind kid, yep. yes. They're always asking questions, these mm -hmm, kids. Mm -hmm. Jen, it's the sound of children. Right. Guys, come at me if you have a white noise machine that includes the sound of children that oh, I can oh send God. to Jenny in some way. Okay. Oh, no. That would just, I would have a nervous breakdown. All right, so they're interrupted by this kid. Hester Sue has locked herself in the bathroom. Can I just say, also watching Mary and Adam cook, I could never cook blind. I can barely cook sighted. <laughs> like, this is some skills. Oh, my God. Like they're, they're They're more apt at this than I am yes. sighted. Yes. Well, and then at some point, Adam's like, the casserole's burning, but he opens the oven and absolutely no smoke comes out or anything. I don't know. 
How do you not burn yourself? I would burn myself 15 times. Like, you know how you can almost... Heat has, like, a visibility to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yep. nothing. No, I mean... Stone cold. Oh, yeah. Alright. <laughs> and then Mary, Mary, like, throws the potatoes, like, in the hot pan on, <laughs> on the, on the, uh, the table. Yep. I guess it was kind of on the tablecloth, so I guess that's okay. So, guys, Mary has set her sights on this is going to be the dinner where she tells Adam they're pregnant. And even though they get interrupted ten times and it's not working, she feels she has to tell him right now. And I don't know why. Like, just wait so until just the moment's right out. later. Yeah, she just blurts it out. Well, I just wrote because they, they don't even have enough peace in their life to discuss this, so why not have a baby? Like, there's no why peace not? in their life anyway. Why right? not? Jenny, did you notice... Now, this is an interesting, I think, cultural shift. Did you notice she tells him... I'm having a baby. We don't say that now. We don't say that anymore. We no. say we're having a baby. Yep. She is very like, I'm having a baby. And I thought that was pretty interesting. That yeah. must be I mean, a new, I, relatively new thing. I don't think it's a hard and fast thing. I think people probably still say I'm pregnant or I'm having a baby today. I, I feel like I'm pregnant is a little different. But I'm okay. having a baby is, yeah, because that feels like yeah. this is my baby and not your baby. Like, okay, you're just having a baby. The father might be like, is it mine too? <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, I'll slip up and I'll say to Timmy something like, oh, it's in my bedroom. And he'll be like, oh, is it anywhere is near it my your bedroom? bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Adam's happy and they hug. And I just wrote it's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now they're at Caroline's. Oh, Mary's at Caroline's. And Carolyn, of course, has made a bunch of clothes. Yes. And they're talking about Adam's family. And Mary's like, he's got a real strange relationship with his father. I mean, he's never even told him that we're married. Carolyn, continuing in season five of Carolyn Has Lost Her Goddamn Mind, <laughs> suggests that Mary write to the father. Jen? Oh, this is a bad idea. You don't do this. This is a nope. bad idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially if he doesn't know you exist. She should encourage Adam to write to him. Yes. Fine. Yep. Yep. So she does it anyway. Or ask Adam if it's okay if she writes to him. Yeah. You don't get involved. If there's an estrangement, guys. Nope. Don't get involved in that I mean, unless the estrangement, like, if I woke up tomorrow and Timmy and his mother were estranged... And it went on for a while. I might try to intervene a little bit well, because, because you there's already an know established relationship. Right. Yeah. She doesn't even know this guy. She doesn't even know. She barely knows Adam. You know, and you have to trust Adam and know that the estrangement is probably for a good reason. Yeah. Yep. Okay. As we see later. So now we see Adam's father in the city. He's a lawyer. His name is Giles. Giles Kendall. It's not Thomas. Yeah, I don't know where who wrote that description. Where was that description? It was on the Little House on the Prairie site. Mm, they're lying. Yeah, but. Okay. So he's on the phone when he receives Mary's letter. He reads it, and then he sends a telegram to... A telegraph... Telegram? Telegram. Telegram. To Mary and Adam. Okay. Cut to Adam yelling at Mary. <laughs> he's pissed. I don't blame him. I'd be pissed. I do not blame him either. Not at all. It sounds like his father basically abandoned him when he turned blind. Yeah, so they talk about I mean, about not that it. he was a... I mean, he sounds like he was a child, right? Well, it like was Like, his father he, more or less ignored him once he turned blind. It was when he tripped in the creek. Remember? We had the whole... Yes. Yeah, so, so he I don't was think he, older. like, cast him out. I don't think he... Like, he still took care of him, but I think he... 
just to kind of ignore them. Yeah, Adam says two important things here. He says, you know, my father didn't do anything to me or for me since my accident. It was like I didn't exist. And then the other important thing he says is, you think, Mary, every father in the world is like yours. And I wrote, we all wish that. Yeah. yeah. We all wish. <laughs> An impossible standard that no man could possibly live up to. Yep. Mary says, the past is the past, and he's still your father. And Adam agrees, all right, I'll give him a chance for you. And I thought he said, for your baby. But maybe he said for our baby. I, I hope so. I hope so, too. Back at school, Jen, did this trigger you? They're doing basket weaving? So it's funny, because that's the thing you always say when you're like trying to make a point about a pointless class, which I'm shocked I didn't take basket weaving in school, but, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. you know, in my paid for education but um literally basket weaving i feel like we tried to do this as kids a few times i think we did and and failed miserably because we were just picking like le like leaves out of like t uh like lily plants and trying to do it i feel like you led that effort and it was a failure okay whatever okay so they're doing basket weaving, and Miss Elliot is like, the girls can do basket weaving, and of course the boys can go play baseball, because God forbid the boys they... boys have fun. God forbid they get within 10 feet of domesticity. Although I would rather basket weave than play baseball. Not me. Not at 12 years old. No way. So Albert is going to stay and make a basket, and Laura's like, uh, I want to go fucking play baseball. I'm, yeah. I'm done. So, all right, cut to the blind school, and we see Mary talking to the annoying questioning kid from earlier. I have an index card. Oh. On the who questioning is this, kid? Who is this kid stealing the show? Because I think that he like, really starts <laughs> to steal the show, right? So, the, the kid's name is Dane Turner. That sounds He has familiar. had roles in 80s, in 80s movies. Here's the 80s movies that he was in, or 80s shows. White Shadow. He played Conrad in 1980. Different Strokes, he played Billy in 82. Hill Street Blues, he played Kid. Hmm, okay, 82. And the Jeffersons, he played Darren in 83. He was also in Earth 2 in 1995. He was in Endgame in 2006 and Payback 2 in 2007. What was he doing during all that time? He actually became a stuntman in 1993. Oh, cool. So he's done stunts for Escape from L.A., Jerry Maguire, Anaconda, What Dreams May Come, Judgment Day, Next Friday, Men of Honor, Pearl Harbor, Training Day, The Italian Job, War of the Worlds, The Ringer, Transformers. There was many others. These were just like the highlights. What so dream, he's like a pretty... What Dreams like May a, Come is the Robin Williams one where they walk through the art paintings that I was trying for right, to Right, mm -hmm. right. Um, they were, to, but he became a pretty successful stuntman. He's a pretty success, successful stunt guy, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Jenny, um, I want to know. Can we talk about Anaconda? Can, can Wait, I can just we talk about Anna? Yes, but can I just ask you one question? What? Who needs a stunt? Why do they need a stuntman for Jerry Maguire? If they have anything where there's wild driving or anything like that, they they have stuntmen for all kinds of things. They use stunt like because actors don't want to get remotely injured. So like if they're playing. a they're running across a park. You know, Tom Cruise does most of his own stunts in the Mission That's, Impossible movies. A lot of them do. A lot and of them do. And he's in Jerry Maguire. What kind of stunt is in Jerry Maguire? Maybe the sports being played. There's sports like, in uh, Jerry Maguire. It's about a sports dude, isn't it? He's like he he's like a fast talking, 
guy who works at an agency. He's a sports he's an agent. agent. A sport agent. But he, that's not what the movie's about. Like, he quits his job. No, but there's job. probably, are there other, because it's not like he's always the stuntman for the main actor. Are there actors doing sports in that movie at all? I don't think so. At all? But he quits his job. He writes a manifesto, because he's yeah. all pissed off. Yeah. He yeah. quits his job, and then he hooks up with Renee Zellweger, who's like, a quote unquote you complete me. I know. poor yeah. person. Yes. Yeah. And they have yeah, a yeah, romance. Yeah. Yes. But there's probably some shot of sports in that movie <laughs> at some point in time. Like are they at a football game at any point? Like anybody doing that kind of stuff would be could be stuntmen. I don't know. I don't know. Like cuz actors just a lot of, you know if there's somebody riding a horse or a skateboard or a bike, it could be anything. I never saw Anaconda. Anaconda? What? No. Anaconda is amazing. Ice Cube punches a snake <laughs> and calls it a bitch. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I did see this. I'm thinking of snakes on a plane. Let me replace that. Let me repeat that. Ice Cube punches a snake and calls it a bitch. <laughs> Do you remember the snakes on a plane shit that we did to dad? Remember, was it, you, you there was that weird app. It was like in the early days it, of cell phones. Wasn't it a phone number that you could call? And there was some kind of app that you could put somebody's phone number. You could put your phone number in and call somebody, and it made it look like you were calling them. And then when they answered, it was Samuel L. Jackson yes. talking about snakes on a plane. And we did it to dad all like for like a month. Remember, like yes. we have Doreen's number calling them, your number yes. calling them. Yes. Now that shit's all illegal. Jenny, but that was super fun. Do you remember the garbage snake? In Star Wars. In Star Wars, of course. Oh my god, do you remember how obsessed I was with the garbage snake? I was terrified yeah. of it. I don't remember if that was Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back. It was one of those two. I want to say it was Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, I think it was. Because Luke and Leia are together in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it is. Added to the list of things I was afraid of. The garbage snake snakes? in Star I mean, Wars. I feel like snakes are... No, that's a, I was... That's a relative... I was obsessed with that specific snake all right i'm done my index card let's move on all right so (laughs) so this annoying kid starts talking about how his mother abandoned him because you know she was having more kids and he was blind and we talked about this like there wasn't a lot of accessibility for blind children at that day so she didn't abandon him but she sent him away to school Mary's getting a lesson in bad parenting this episode yeah she's bad parents so Mary says don't worry Eli I will never leave you. And I wrote, this is a random scene, but then I realized they tie it, they connect it later. Yeah, yep. So now Adam and Mary are getting ready to greet his father at the stagecoach, and she greets him as sir, and he's like, don't be so formal, I'm dad. He didn't do the kiss on the lips, though, like Bob Crane in Love Boat. (laughs) No, thank God. He and Adam hug, and Mary is standing there with a the stupid fucking grin on her face. I okay. just cannot wait until I don't have to look at her anymore. All right, at the Ingalls, Mr. Kendall, Jen, did you love this? Opens up a bottle of wine. Yeah, he's like got all this fancy wine at the Ingalls place. Carrie has to insert her dumb comments here. I'm not oh even God. paying them mind. Mr. Kendall gives the cork to Paul, and Paul has no clue what to do with it. And Adam's like, you sniff it. And Charles is like, okay, it smells like wine. And he's like, that's a good thing. It means the air has not gotten into the bottle. I did not know this. It means the bottle's not corked. I don't, I've seen that, but I feel like the tasting of the wine has replaced that. Like, you know how they pour like a little, like a splash and somebody tastes it? I'm not familiar with that, but to be fair, most of my wine either comes out of a box or has a screw off. 
So there's not going to be a cork problem. Yeah. Because sometimes if the cork doesn't seal, like the wine is spoiled, it's like vinegary. There's no cork on a barefoot Moscato. Oh, All God. right. Um, oh. <laughs> guys, Jenny is Ugh. so appalled by all of my drink choices over the years. Like sweet Rieslings, like, ugh. <laughs> frozen margaritas. Well, I like frozen, I mean, I'll drink a frozen margarita. I'm not totally against that. Oh, God, it's hilarious. Remember I ordered a frozen margarita? I thought Steve Locke was going to jump out a window. He didn't even want to well, be seen okay. with me. If I have the option of a regular margarita, I'm going to pick that. But I've been known to drink a frozen margarita. It's not, it's not a, de- you do, you do like frozen strawberry margaritas and shit. I could do a regular. Okay. Okay. Right. Laura goes, wait until Nellie hears about this. She thinks she's so sophisticated. So what's Laura going to do? Like run over there with a bottle of wine or she's going to tell her about it? I don't know. Carrie says, the wine isn't breathing. I think it's dead. Just stop. Stop. She's She has no, like who is her biology teacher? Stop putting her in scenes. We don't need She her. thinks a bottle breathes? <laughs> Wow. I'd, rather, I'd rather watch Grace suck on her fingers, like we saw. Like, Carrie just that. fundamentally does not understand how the world works at all. No, no, no. Grace Albert, was super cute, I thought. She was. Albert says, Jen, that Miss Elliot probably knows all about wine. Albert's yes. trying to get in on a storyline here, and it's not working. It's Nobody not working. cares about it. Nobody cares. Like, shut Nobody up. Cares about your hopper teacher line. <laughs> Kip Winger. Go back to school, No, that Kip wasn't Kip Winger. It was Van Halen, I know. But when I think about this, I think of Kip Winger. She's only 17. Okay. <laughs> All right, was, back... It would be the other way around for Hopper Teacher, but okay. Back at the blind school, Adam is like, come here, pregnant lady. My father says you're hot. And Mary's oh like, God. if I don't go to bed soon, I'm going to turn into a pumpkin. First of all, this is not how the Cinderella metaphor works. It was Cinderella... Was that yeah? That was from the eighteen hundreds, right? That's the original story. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not how it it worked. Like it wasn't that Cinderella was so tired if she didn't get to sleep. Was that she was out. The, and, the spell wore off at midnight, right? And it was that her chariot would turn into a pumpkin, not her. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the original story. Okay. All right, we're gonna have to research that now. So Adam feels her belly and says, "It might be too late." Okay. Oh God. Okay. The next day, Adam's dad shows up at the blind school, and he's like, I want to talk to you about something. I want Why you married. Why is still outside? Why is Eli still outside? I don't know. I don't know. He's like, I want you to come and live with me in New York City. Not a bad offer. He's like, a humiliating thing, though. He's like, guess what? There's a blind lawyer. Like, now I know. you can be a lawyer. I know. I know. <laughs> if this strange. idiot can do it, you can yeah. do it. <laughs> yep. Ugh. So he knows a blind lawyer, and Adam could go to a blind... Did I? Did he say he could go to a blind law school, or is it just a law no, school? just okay. law school. And he can get a position with the father's firm, and he's like... He does bring up a good point, though. He's like... Because Adam says, you know, I, I'm helping the kids here, and he's like, you could help a lot of people in your situation in a courtroom. He is right. Well, I mean, you know, that's you know, if how... If you were like an the, ACLU the lawyer or something, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. ACA... ACA, yeah. The father's like, the father says he owes this to Adam, and he's so sorry for them going their separate ways. Okay. Jen, and Mary poor has Poor Eli chance. overhears all of this. Mary has a chance to go to New York City. I know. At the turn of the century. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. 
All right, so in school, all the girls are basket weaving, and Nellie finishes hers first. It's a perfect waste basket, and Miss Elliot tells her, you should take the price tag off first. And Nellie, Nellie brings makes up, a good point, She though. brings up a good point. Go ahead. She's thinking about sustainability. She's like, why make another one when there's a perfectly good one sitting right there? Yep. Why make it if yep. you could buy one? Yep. Albert's making a huge basket. Like, it's the size of a wash what washing machine tub. It's huge. What? He's a nuts. He's nuts. Uh-oh. Mr. Kendall moseying over to the paw, over to the mill to see Paw. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And Paw Do is... not... Pro tip. Gen X pro tip. Oh, okay. Do not sneak up on a man using a bandsaw. <laughs> That's my pro tip. That's how you lose a fucking hand. I want to add on to that pro tip and say, especially if it's Charles and he's got his sleeves rolled up and he's a little sweaty, just watch that play out for a little okay. bit. Okay. Giles wants Charles. First, he tells him about his offer, and Charles looks really upset about this. Yeah. And he yeah. tells, he's like, Charles, can you put a good word in for me? And Pa's like, nope, not my place to tell my grown children what to do. Since when? Since when? And, and like, you don't have to tell them what to do, but you could give advice on it. Yes. Yep. Giles says the city is the best place for a new life to be born. New facilities, etc. And Charles says, Jenny, give me a drum roll. <laughs> give me a drum roll. Charles says, what? Do I have a reason to doubt Dr. Baker? Oh, uh, Yes. No. Yes, you yes. do. He straight yes. up killed the following people. <laughs> Julius Anderson, Lars Hansen, Stanley Novak, Jack the Dog. And how, how, who knows how many Stanley Novak, the Stanley Novak, the one that rolled off the roof? Yes. Okay. It took me a long fucking time to come up with that list. I bet. Okay. All right. So, Giles says he has a huge house, and the kid, who he assumes will be sighted, will have access to the best schools. And this well, dude is not reading the room here. There's no reason that they should assume it's going to be blind, because blindness is not right. hereditary. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But like, like, it would be super odd if the kid was born blind. But this dude cannot read the room. Like, everything about Pa's face is, like, fuck But do you up. think Pa doesn't want them to go because Pa's being selfish and wants them there? Or, like, why wouldn't he want Mary to have this opportunity and his grandkid to have this opportunity? Um, I think he doesn't trust Giles. I don't think he thinks okay. it's genuine. And the okay. reason I think that is because... Oh, God, I'm giving him way too much credit. I think Pa trusts Adam. And if Adam had beef with this guy, there's something up. There's something wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Paul says he can't put in a good word for this douche because his children are adults and can do what they want. And also, too, don't forget how much Paul loathes the city. Like, he thinks yes, in New York he City, he thinks, how would it be to raise a baby in a place like Winoka? Like a nightmare, probably. All right. At the Blind School Gym, we have what I call serious discussion mu- music. And it sounds like the theme from the movie Love Story. But it's okay. like it's altered enough so they don't get sued. Right. Very similar. I'll input it. I'll input the theme from Love Story on the editing. So here it is. are sitting down with Giles and they tell them they are not sure they want to go to New York but he's like you have time to decide then he gives Mary a beautiful brooch he's throwing jewelry around now mm-hmm. in the drama barn 
Pa's making a cradle. Jenny. Always making cradles. He's tied bells to the cradle so that when the baby wakes up, it'll wake Mary and Adam. Um, qu- question. Yes. Won't the screams and the cries coming from the baby wake up Mary and Adam? Well, I think... <laughs> I think he's thinking of the point where the baby would be able to get out of the carrot, like climb out. Do yeah. they just climb out without? Do they well, wake up without crying? Well, by that crying? point, the baby would be in a crib. But I don't know if they made that transition. Then they might just go no, from cradle not. to bed. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, from cradle but to do grave. Babies just, do they just <laughs> Sunday, wake Sunday, up? Sunday? <laughs> when they wake up, do they sometimes not cry? Is that a thing? I guess. Or do they just? My kids cry always cry. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, there were times, I guess, when it would do that. I don't know. Carolyn tells Charles, you need to tell Mary and Adam how you feel about this. About your conversation with his father, da-da-da, love story music starts again. And then she said something about, she said something weird, and it was like playing some kind of mind fuck on him, she and was. I can't figure out what it was. She was. <laughs> she was like, you're not going to interfere, right? But like, but But I feel like she was trying to get him to interfere. I know, but like she's she's doing some kind of mind fuck on Charles. Well, because she doesn't want them to go, right? And she wants Charles to stop them from going. Yeah, but because yep. she, she doesn't want to be the one to do it, right? Yeah, she's manipulating mm-hmm. Charles, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is pretty easy to do at this point. All right, Mary and Adam are lying in bed, and she says, "This is the chance of a lifetime." And Adam's like, "Look, what do you want, Mary?" And she says, Adam, I've grown up in Walnut Grove. It's in my mind, not my eyes. And as long as I'm with you, it doesn't matter where I live. And Adam says, they could always come back here if it doesn't work out. It seems like they're going. Super dramatic zoom on Mary's face. Yeah. Now, for no reason and in a storyline no one wants, Albert is walking to Miss Elliot's house with a huge basket over his head. This was painful. Bottom line, guys, he talks to this woman. She shoots him down. Now, Jenny, I have a question for you. She says to him, have you ever been in love? Red flag. Red flag. He says to her, comes to your house? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell? Jenny, I have a question for you. Have you ever had, like, we see this a lot in movies and shows. Did you ever have a crush on an adult? Like, Like maybe you thought an adult was cute, but, like, did you ever have a real crush where you thought you actually had a chance with the person? No. I mean, movie stars, which you don't have a chance with a person even if you are an adult. Right. Like, isn't like, this kind of no. weird? Yeah, like, does he actually think that his teacher's going to be like, oh, yeah, let's, I'll be your girlfriend? Guys, come yeah. at us if you had a crush on an adult and, and like, thought come you were going to Come at us if you had an inappropriate relationship with adults. <laughs> no, don't. No, don't. Please don't. Gen X pro tip. Don't Please have, don't. Don't have Please inappropriate don't. relations with children. <laughs> All right, so he's crushed, and he leaves her house, and he runs into the chick from earlier, Holly, and she's like, do you want to go fishing? I baked you cookies, and he's like, yes, and that is literally the end of their storyline. That's it. Didn't need it. Back at the blind school, we see the annoying kid again, and now Mary has to tell him that, guess what, dude? I'm abandoning you, too. She's leaving. Yep. Just after she told him not to worry. She tells him the story about how when she was younger, Paul moved her family here and she didn't know anyone, but soon it became, you know, whatever. And she said, but the people that we left behind, you know, they're still a big part of my heart and my life. And so, you know, you'll carry me with you always or something like that. Whatever. Mary suddenly starts to like cry and wince and she jumps up and she runs in the house and she's screaming in pain and she runs into Hester Sue's room. 
I did not expect this. No, me neither. Hester Sue throws. I knew this. Me either. Hester Sue throws her on the bed and goes to get Doc Baker. Now I just gave uh, you a list of fuck. people he's killed. Fuck. <sighs> fuck. Later. <laughs> Foreboding music, and later we see Doc Baker, and let me guess, there's nothing he can do. There's nothing he can do, Jen. There's nothing he can do. Someone's dead. Someone's dead. So Baker comes down the stairs, and he tells a somber crowd, like, she lost the baby. Baker says there will be other babies. This is really sad. Like, I was getting emotional at this point. It was really sad. Giles, in a weird twist, Giles asks... The baby asked Baker if the baby was a boy, and I don't know if they'd be able to tell at that point. She was in her second trimester. Maybe. Charles and Carolyn just hugging and sobbing. Hugging and sobbing. And And I'm like, man, Carolyn and Charles do not get a fucking break. They don't. They really don't. So I didn't know that Mary lost a baby. I didn't know that either. Totally Mm -hmm. forgot. The next day, Carolyn is feeding a devastated Mary again. It's very reminiscent of when she got kicked by the horse and Mary's again, like, and Carolyn's her this, caretaker. Or, this is Mary 1.0. I put She's Mary back. slipping into blind Mary 1.0. She's <laughs> screaming at Carolyn, you don't understand this. Now, let me remind you. Carolyn lost a living child. No, but then she says something about, like, I'm blind. Yes. And this is happening now. But Carolyn lost a living child. Like, yeah, I know. I'm not saying Mary's Mary's loss is huge and devastating. But but Carolyn understands it. Carolyn understands it is my yeah. point. If you've yep. lost a child. Carolyn's been through it. And let's face it. If you're pregnant and you lose a baby, that feels like losing a child. Yeah. So the 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 situations are equal. They should understand each other. Well, and Carolyn is taking this abuse, and you can tell she has this a moment where I feel like she's going to deliver a tough love, but then she thinks better of it and leaves. I think she wants to slap her across the face. Yeah, because Mary gets face. a little hysterical. Yeah, she's screaming yeah. at her to leave. Yep. All right, so the blind school's looking real bleak. <laughs> These kids are just kind of walking around like zombies. <laughs> There's a lot of love story music playing. <laughs> Carolyn tells Adam Mary's not good not good and i'm giving up i'm going home bye she's I, all angry and crazy and adam's like we just need to take her to new york and i'm just like she'll blend right in she'll like blend right in there. adam's like let's take her to new york so eli the questioning annoying kid knocks on mary's door and tells mary that mr kendall told them what happened which probably should not have been shared although the kids probably knew she was pregnant okay and that he was thinking maybe he could be her little baby and he's gonna throw down some sage wisdom Eli says he wishes she was his mama so they can pretend Mary sobs and hugs him. Okay. Adam Adam knocks on his father's door and tells him, I'm here to take up your offer. Uh, yep. I'm here to take yeah, up on the offer. Yeah. We're, we're coming to New York. Here we come. The father's like, yeah, you know what? Law school's kind of hard. I don't know. <laughs> it's not, what a fucking dick. It's not He easy. just wanted the grandchild. He just wanted the grandchild. Because he what thought the is, grandchild would be sighted. What is this he thought, maneuver? He thought the grandchild would be sighted. So he wanted the grandchild as, like, his legacy. Mm, okay. And he was probably just going to ignore Adam once he got to New York and just, like, raise the kid. Okay. All right. So he's leaving because he has a big case to get back to. And Adam's just like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. Fuck off. Fuck you. Yeah. It's done. Adam goes into Mary's room and she's getting ready to be back in the classroom. And I wrote, oh, she's Mary 2.0 again. Yeah, she's been Adam, upgraded. Adam decides... She had her firmware update. 
Adam decides to tell her to tell her that the father wanted them to come to New York City still, but Adam is the one who turned him down. Yeah. Yep. Now, Jen, why was he not honest here? I don't know. I mean, maybe because he doesn't want her to also hate his father forever. Yeah, but you know me. I'm always sitting around waiting for an I was right moment. He could have used this as one. Yeah, he could have. He could have been like, see, I told you this douchebag was terrible. Why did you bring him back into our life with your stupid letter? Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So he's like, we're going to stay in Walnut Grove. Mary's thrilled. It's what she wanted all along. She says she has her family, him, and the sound of her children. And they embrace. End of episode. Okay. Okay. Jenny, whose fault is this? So I don't know whose fault this is, but I would like to say that Eli fixed it. Eli did fix it. He was a little sage, that kid. Yeah, he totally fixed it. It's always the questioning person. The questioning person. He was questioning. Gets to the the crux of the situation. He was intellectually curious. He was emotionally curious. And he listened. And he he solved it. I agree. I agree. Um, I have that this is Mary's fault for writing the letter. Is it Carolyn's fault for suggesting Mary write the letter? We don't blame anything on Carolyn. Is it Carolyn? Carolyn is in a bubble of protection from blame. Is it Doc Baker's fault? Well, everything's Doc Baker's fault. (laughs) Guys, if you haven't listened to our love boat yet, Doc Bricker is the the anti-Baker. It's Bizarro World Baker. Really crazy. He actually heals people. I don't know how. Like right and left. Maybe by touch. Maybe it's because he has narcotics now. You know <laughs> what I mean? I don't know. That's true. There was good like this. You're, this is a century later. Right. 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 All right, Jen. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back and think about a theme or a lesson or something we took from uh, from the source material, either on the rewatch or when we saw it originally. We we think about how it sat with us and where it manifested in our generation, maybe. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. So, Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why we all th- we thought all rich people were selfish, controlling assholes. Yeah, I really like every every, like, every be, episode. Like every, every episode, there's somebody who like even like they have the, all this money and they want to go like try to control people's lives and they have like ulterior motives. But I think it's yeah. this show. This show, yeah. I think we were just literally being brainwashed by Michael Landon. Yeah. 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 Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Because everything that he believed, he put into the show. This from this when you mentioned gaslighting, it reminds me of the the episode of Love Boat that we just recorded (laughs) when you're like, older siblings just gaslight you. And I'm like, no, they don't. Uh, Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. I'm like, I just gaslighted Amy on the gaslighting. (laughs) Wow. That's very meta. I was gaslighting the gaslighter. Jenny, this is why you don't let Doc Baker near you. Period. Come on, man. Don't we know anything yet? (laughs) What else are they going to do? I mean, Carolyn knows more about the birth of children than... Yeah. Than... She's a a midwife. She's better at this than he is. I mean, maybe the losing of the baby was inevitable. Sure. But... Probably. Don't don't get that scarecrow over there. Keep him no. away. Hester Sue and Carolyn could have taken care of this shit. I mean, don't forget, this is the time before ultrasounds. They're like, you had no tools yeah. at this point in time. You had no tools. 
and you now, didn't know what's gonna happen. I didn't know she lost a baby. Now it makes the whole blind school thing even worse. Even worse. Ugh, yeah. God. Well, Although, and I was thinking about that. I was like, if they had moved to New York, maybe none of that would have happened. Well, true. Know. True. It's like the like the what is that like the butterfly effect? Or yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Maybe Mary would have went to work as a seamstress in the Triangle Factory. So, okay, that was much later. So maybe when the blind school fire happens, I might blame Adam's father for that. There you go. You'll have to remember that. Yep. All right, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? So coming up next, we're going to do Season 5, Episode 19, The Lake Kezia Monster, one of our favorite characters. We love Kezia. Kezia, an eccentric lady, lives happily in her house outside of Walnut Grove, but when she neglects to pay her taxes, the property is put up for auction. Harriet Olson, flaunting her wealth, purchases it as a summer home. She moves into the house with her kids and allows Kezia to stay only if she agrees to work as a maid, Aim. Laura and Albert, Laura, Albert, and Andy hatch a plan to help Kezia reclaim her home. Harriet needs a fucking summer Again. home. Again, back to my why. Like, eat the rich, man. <laughs> All right, guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. If you'd like to support Gen X This Is Why, please consider joining our Patreon service. For $5 a month, you can help us pay for new equipment, promotion, and hosting fees. Jenny and I are trying to keep our podcast commercial-free for as long as possible, and your generosity helps us do that. For your donation, you'll have access to our entire back catalog of Patreon episodes, including Mystic Pizza, Jaws 3D, Teen Wolf, and Dead Poet Society. We also published six after-school specials, including Stoned with Scott Baio. Currently, we are re-watching The Love Boat, and that is airing for the first time this month. If you can help, please consider subscribing. The link is in the show notes and on our website, genxthisiswhy.com. If money is tight, hey, we get it. But if you love us anyway, please just help spread the word. We appreciate that just as much. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.